How's it going? Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. I'm Justin Baroni, and today we're smoking a little purple kush, a little leftovers from the holiday season. So I smoked that, and I'm sitting here with my McClellan Scotch single malt Scotch whiskey. It was made apparently from where my ancestors are from. Well, at least my mom's dad's parents maybe <laughs> I don't know but I like a good whiskey so this is gonna be my first test of this I'm not too sure if it's any good but uh, yeah hopefully it is so, you know I hope you guys are having a drink having a bowl and having a grand old time oh shit that's a good whiskey god damn my ancestors make some good whiskey yeah that's right guess what I'm doing this time I'm taking credit for my ancestors mm-hmm <laughs> Well, I've decided that I really enjoy smoking weed in a house coat. <laughs> so now I have two house coats, one for the garage where I come out here and smoke my bowls and do its bowl time and all that fun stuff and record these things. And I got one for in the house. The one for in the house is also awesome because it's the softest one I have. Just got it for Christmas. It's fucking wicked. Kids picked it out. Good job, kids. Did a great job. Because it is, a, it feels like I'm at the beach. <laughs> it's, it's super soft. It looks like a beach towel. It's blue with white stripes. I don't know, man. I just love it. My kids are awesome. They know exactly what comfort means, especially my oldest. She knows comfort, baby. Anyway, I hope everybody had a good Christmas and a happy new year. And, uh, you know, made the most out of the situations that we're all in. I have some exciting news. Ooh, yeah. Uh, by the time this comes out, which will be Friday, I'm hoping that I will have a new dab rig from the guys over at I Sell Glass Dot Shop. Those guys are awesome. If you uh, check out my link tree on Instagram and Twitter, uh, you can go through there. Use code TOTS420, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital S. And a 420, and you can save some money on some really awesome glass pieces. Uh, when I get this one, it will be my first dab rig, and it's uh, coming with everything I need. So I'm all ready to go. I went out and bought my torch today because my little dab tool showed up, and uh, I got all excited. <laughs> um, so now I'm just waiting for the rest of it. And uh, I'm like, you know, I since my kids were born, I don't think I've been this excited. <laughs> so. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked. It's a new way to smoke weed. It sounds like a fucking science experiment. I'm super excited for it. Uh, I know some of you guys out there are already doing dabs. You know, oh, way to catch up, dickhead. Well, guess what? I'm catching up. I'm 40. It takes me a while to get into the new hype. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, fuck, I still listen to uh, Rakim and shit like that. So come on, give me a break here, all right? <laughs> Man, that's a pretty good scotch. God damn it. Yeah, that's up there. That might be my new favorite. Forget that it's from where my ancestors are from. It's still delicious. Anyway, so yeah, so I got this dab ring com rig coming. Uh, if you follow on Instagram and Twitter, you will see the unboxing of it because I'm going to do an IG video with it, uh, uh, Instagram TV video. I'm going to do a video for Twitter. Well, it's going to be the same video, just put on both platforms. <laughs> and then um, I'm also going to do uh, bolt. It's bolt time, baby. Little snippet for my Instagram feed, so you guys get to see what it's like doing the first dab. Also, I'm going to record a podcast while doing the first dab, so that you know you guys uh, 
get to experience my first dab with me because I want to feel like people are around getting high with me, man, which is the whole point of this podcast, is it not? It's to have a session. I call these motherfuckers sessions because I want to have sessions with everybody all the time. That's all I want to do. I want to spend all my days smoking sessions with as many people as I can. So put me on whenever you're having a session and listen to one of these bad boys. I don't know if it's any good, but uh, I guess the new year will tell because uh, I'm almost halfway through the first season, I guess you could say. I did finger quotes as if you could see me, but I did them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're going to see what happens. I hope you guys are enjoying everything that's going on so far. This scotch, man, I'm telling you, it's delicious. And the purple kush, oh, it's a good combination. It's, you know what, this is where the weed sommelier shit really comes into play. Like, the pairing of purple kush and this scotch is fucking perfect. I can't get any happier with this setup. This scotch is going to have to last a while. It'll probably last a week. (laughs) I'm just saying, it's delicious. And I'm out of beer. (laughs) So the other day I was watching a podcast with Mike Tyson on it and lately I've really listened to him talk as opposed to like just listening to you know what like the words that he's saying and and stuff like that I've really listened to and watched because he's been on what Joe Rogan a bunch of times and he's been on uh, you know a bunch of other podcasts but he's also got his own at hot boxing with Mike Tyson and that's fucking awesome too like this guy, for the person that he was when he was a fighter, to be the guy that he is now, and so open and like um, willing to advance and recognize, um, you know, his own flaws and how to work with them and work around them and change them. It's fucking cool, man. I just I have a lot more respect than I did before um, because he's very introspective. And for a guy, it surprised me from a guy like that. But anyway, that is aside from the point. (laughs) The real point here is that I watched this motherfucker take four and a half grams of mushrooms in one shot (laughs) while on a podcast. I'm going to give you a second to digest that. He took four and a half grams of mushrooms. I'm assuming they're potent because he's motherfucking Mike Tyson. And... Ate them on a podcast while he was doing stuff. Man, I can barely do two grams of mushrooms and do anything but laugh, cry, laugh again, cry until I laugh harder. And then and none of the crying is sad. It's all happy laughing crying. But like, I, I'm telling you, I, I couldn't believe he did that. My heart stopped. I was like, holy shit, dude, what the fuck's going to happen? And then they started talking about all kinds of different shit. Like the time he had tigers and like... You know, uh, they they showed clips of, like, people boxing kangaroos. And they showed, like, these shaved apes and shaved monkeys and stuff to, like, show you what their, like, real genetic makeup is or their biological, like, what they look like without fur or hair. And uh, holy fuck, man. These chimps and monkeys are... Oh, I'm, I'm telling you. Like, it might be the coolest shit. These guys are ripped as a motherfucker. And they're, like, what five to six times stronger than a human, maybe even more. Like, it's insane. But it got me thinking because then they started showing the videos of Tyson with his tigers and his lions and all that stuff. And it was fucking crazy to me. But here's the thing. It's not that crazy. I can see why he would enjoy having that kind of animal. I understand that they're deadly. But I also 
if I had a lot of money and I was Mike Tyson rich and I was Mike Tyson, I would want a gorilla. <laughs> I would want a silverback gorilla as my buddy, as my pet. Well, I don't even know if at that point they're not your pet. They're like your roommate because <laughs> listen, you ain't, you're not stopping that mother. If he wants to like make a new room wing in your house and he wants to tear down the wall, what are you going to tell him? You can tell him no. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos with, like, Robin Williams and Coco. I'm so jealous of Robin Williams, by the way, because he got to meet Coco the gorilla, and they had a fucking tickle fight. They had a tickle fight. Do you understand how much fear must have been happening when he was being tickled by this giant ape that could crush you as quickly as, like, just it decides to, and you're dead. You're dead. You're fucked. That's it. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, still jealous because I would like a hug from a gorilla. And I'm not even fucking lying. As much as they smell like shit, <laughs> I would imagine a gorilla in the captive living in your house would have a little bit of gorilla decorum. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might, he might stink from time to time, but he's going to shower, do things like that. Or you're going to help him, whatever, or her, whatever. I don't care. I just want a motherfucking gorilla. It would be the coolest shit ever. You have your own living, but you don't need guard dogs. Dude, you don't need guard dogs. You can't. Okay, if you have a gorilla, nobody's going to fuck with you ever. Not that I have a lot of people fucking with me, but I'm just saying. Like, okay, imagine you go out one night. You're Mike Tyson. You're some rich dude or like a big famous actor guy, right? And you have this cool-ass gorilla that hangs out with you. The kind that's not going to rip your face off when your friend shows up and has a new haircut and all that stuff. Yeah, you know the monkey story I'm talking about. Not that kind of gorilla. This gorilla that I have is cool as a motherfucker, <laughs> okay? This dude will hang out with me, listen to music, get high, we'll do bong hits, like all kinds of shit. We'll keep him away from the mushrooms, though, because I don't need any giant gorilla freakouts. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> you go away to like your Oscar party or something, right? Because you always hear about like athletes and all these people go to parties and then they get ripped off when they're not home, right? If you had a gorilla at home just sitting there, could you imagine what would happen to a fucking robber if he tried to get in your house and all you hear, okay, first of all, you don't see the gorilla because the gorilla's sitting in the library with the scotch <laughs> in a wingback chair reading the dictionary because he wants to be able to communicate with you beyond sign language, okay? <laughs> He's practicing. Now, that window breaks, right? It's the back door, window breaks, Okay, burglar goes in, opens it up. You don't have an alarm, because why? You don't need a fucking alarm. You have a motherfucking gorilla. You have a gorilla, all right? That's your motherfucking alarm. Not only will he make a whole shit ton of noise and the neighbors will know, he'll also rip that dude's limb from fucking limb. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, okay? So the guy breaks the window, puts his arm in, and then all of a sudden gorilla hears it, head goes up. Oh, what is happening in my house? <laughs> and then he sits on the chair, puts his head down, curls up a little bit. So he's in the dark, right? And he's a silverback. So you don't see the silver on his back or his tummy because his head's down. He's curled into like a little bit of a ball. And you just, as you're walking into the library, you just hear. <sighs> right? Won't that fuck you up? You would run like a motherfucker. Next thing you know, you stop. You look. You're the guy now. You're not the gorilla. You're the guy breaking into the house, right? And then you hear that sound. You hear the. And you look to your left, and this gorilla just slowly unfolds onto the chair in this giant, and he starts beating his chest. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
that and then slamming the table breaks a chair maybe maybe even breaks a chair you know what would happen to you you'd faint <laughs> that would be it you're done and then that gorilla because he's civilized even though he could rip you limb from limb picks you up nicely drops you on the porch and calls the cops <laughs> like no seriously though it would be fucking wicked to have a gorilla buddy like think about ted the movie you know with mark Wahlberg and the talking teddy bear but imagine that was a gorilla how has nobody done that and also how has nobody done that with the element of smoking weed and being like seriously a gorilla dude Sammy the gorilla. I could think of all the names that you could possibly want for this gorilla. You could teach him to roll blunts. Motherfucker could be your blunt, your blunt roller all day long. Like, seriously. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> so all that spawned from the fact that I saw Mike Tyson talking uh, introspectively about himself and then fighting tigers. <laughs> I say cheers to that. I hope that one day I get to enjoy life like that where I get to just pick and choose whatever the fuck I want to do because I want to do it. Like, there's so much dumb shit that I would do that would be so much fun. Like, I told you the pacemaker story, right? Or the defibrillator story. If you haven't heard that, you should go back and listen to uh, I'm Bionic, baby. Um, Because that's all about how I got a defibrillator implanted, almost died, and did it. (laughs) <laughs> so i suggest you check that out but because i have that i can't skydive which is one thing that i've always wanted to do so i'm not allowed to skydive so the next thing on my list is i already have like essentially a race car i drive a dodge challenger because when i got in it separated and you know we had to separate all our money and stuff well yeah that was my midlife crisis so i bought a fast fucking car <laughs> also I've always wanted a muscle car, a real muscle car, so I'm pretty stoked because it's about the closest thing you can get now without buying an original old school muscle car. Also, living in Canada, it's uh, it's not as easy to keep them in pristine posi- condition uh, as much as I'd like to because I like to drive it all year. I love muscle cars in the snow. Anyway, my point is, okay, is that, <laughs> man, this scotch is doing it. Anyway, my point is, that the next thing on my list is driving. I want to learn how to do like race stunt driving, that kind of thing where you can do like full spins and pull out of it and all that crazy shit. I want to learn how to do that. I think that would be very exciting. Uh, I think it would be enjoyable and that I'm allowed to do because I'm allowed to drive cars. So that would be awesome. I mean, I've already driven in my past job. I used to drive front end loaders. That was fun as shit. Once I got comfortable, oh man, I was the best. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. I was the motherfucking best at my job. I was so good that, okay, we used to have to move. I did compost. So we used to have to move these um, massive tunnels of compost where there were like 700 tons of compost from one full tunnel into an empty tunnel. Okay. This job took most people on average about six to nine hours. It took me four, motherfucker, (laughs) because I was that fucking good at it. I love playing with machinery. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Even though I can't build like an engine or fix shit, (laughs) I love driving it. I'll drive that shit like there's no tomorrow. Like, yeah, I love that stuff. So that's next on my bucket list. I can't go fucking parachuting. That's some bullshit. Uh, There's no way I'm bungee jumping. That seems like a psycho's dream. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. If that's your thing, cool. But it's not my thing. It's never been something I've wanted to do. I mean, the closest I've come to death is, like I said, listen to the I'm Bionic Baby story. And, like, essentially, I've seen death. I'm not really looking at... I'm not really looking into enjoyably seeing death face first into a rock you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i'd rather it come get me <laughs> that's what i i don't want to go find it <laughs> so yeah so that's one of the things i want to do i've always wanted to take um uh, like an old like an original muscle car uh drive it down the california coast that'd be fucking sick that'd be so much fun that's the kind of shit most of my stuff is car stuff i really like car stuff or you know what I would like to do? This is kind of fucked because I have a defibrillator and I can never, ever do it. But I would really like to box. I tried boxing uh, when I was younger because my dad wanted me to be able to handle myself if I got picked on because I was going into high school. So he put me into like one week of boxing camp and then another week of basketball camp because I was playing basketball all the time. I was actually pretty good at that. So uh, he said, well, you could do the one week of basketball camp if you do the one week of boxing camp. So I said, fine. I did the one week of boxing camp. It sucked balls because it's all running and cardio. <laughs> there was very little sparring and hitting. But when we did hit, when we did get to spar a little bit, I got matched up. I was 14. I got matched up with this guy that was 18, but we were about the same size. And this guy had had, I think, a couple uh, amateur fights. So he knew what he was doing. The idea was to teach each other or to learn from each other, right? So obviously I was going to learn more from him because I had never, ever boxed ever. And uh, we got going and we weren't supposed to hit each other really hard, but I got into it and I guess I nailed him right in the side of the head. Like we had gear, headgear on and everything like that, but like it was a wild punch and I just kind of, you know, I nailed him in the side of the head and it like woke him up a bit and I could tell he was pissed and I was like, oops, <laughs> because at 14, I had not been hit in the face very much and I knew I was going to get hit in the face and I knew it was going to suck. <laughs> so yeah, he winds up and he clocked me, but he was good enough that he didn't have to hit me hard. He just hit me on the tip of my chin. Okay. And I went down like when I when okay, if you get hit in the face, you don't fall backwards. <laughs> like if you get hit in the off button, which is, you know, the tip of your chin where your jaw moves and it shuts everything down, your legs just go up. Oh, that's it. I don't work anymore. And they just drop. You drop right where you are as if you're crumpling to the ground. And uh, yeah, I hit the ground with my knees. And this one thing, saving grace, I didn't go all the way down and I didn't go out. I hit my I hit my knee. It was like I was taking a knee and I stood right back up. And I was like, what? You didn't do nothing. And then he hit me again. It really hurt. Not in the face, though. He hit me in the body just to let me know that, like, hey, man, I was just, you know, letting you know, don't hit me that hard in the head. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was the first time. Uh, that was, And I really like boxing. I like the I like the science behind it. I like the strategy. I like the fact that uh, if you stick to the strategy and you and you play a lot of defense, well, I mean, like, look at Floyd Mayweather, man. The guy's virtually never been hit. He might be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, boxer of all time, right? So, like, you look at him, and he essentially just moves. He just moves out of the way. So if you can learn how to move out of the way, you could be a pretty good boxer. Now, the fact that I have a defibrillator makes me think, here we go again. This is like my, you know, my ego coming up and being like, yeah, man, I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> but because of my, because of my, um, defibrillator i figure it'll make me more scared to get hit so i'll be better at, at dodging punches and then i won't ever lose <laughs> so i want to learn how to box because i feel like 
the machine in me gives me an advantage in the fact that I'd be so terrified of anything bad happening that I'll just never get hit. And then that way, all the boxing commissions can be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. He doesn't get hit. He's fine. <laughs> and then I have a career like Floyd Mayweather, and then uh, I end it, and then I can do all kinds of fun, cool shit. Like, you know, pretend to jump out of planes, maybe put like a fucking wrestling ring in my backyard. Ooh. Oh, you know what I really want to do? Okay, this is along the same lines, but what I really want to do is I want to own a piece of property. I want to have like a bungalow where the basement's finished and the main floor is essentially like living space, but the bottom floor is like the bedrooms. And no, wait, I'm sorry, that was wrong. <laughs> I, so I want to have the main floor, the bedrooms and stuff, and the basement is like a little man cave, bar room area, pool table, awesome setup, playroom for the kids, all that stuff. It's a big bungalow, it's ranch style, all right? Follow the dream here, people. <laughs> okay? So, and then in the backyard, I want to have a lot of property. I don't need a big house because, like, really, how much space do you actually need? But I want a lot of property so that I can have, like, a little four-wheeler dirt bike track that goes around the outside of the property. And you can drive that all day. And then in the middle, you have it fenced off, and it's a demolition derby mud pit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. And then at the back, I'd have, at the back of the property, I'd have one paved out road that would go from the road to the straight back to the barn, right? And the barn isn't just a barn. There's no animals on this farm, by the way, <laughs> okay? Well, maybe at some point, but right now, maybe a gorilla. <laughs> but right now, I'm just saying, this is the living space. So the barn is actually, it looks like an old, like, dilapidated barn on the outside, but then you go inside, it's fucking pristine, where I have, you know, all my cars set up, and then I have a little loft above, and it's my, like, recording studio for the podcast. It's fucking... Um, you know, a hangout spot for me and the boys, as well as down in the basement of the house, but also up there, because let's be honest, it's way more fun to drink and do stuff at a podcast studio than it is in the basement talking to a wall. <laughs> so, and then I have a pool table and stuff up there, and the capper, indoor, full court, basketball court. That's my dream. I know I put it out there, and I know they say you shouldn't, but fuck it. That's my motherfucking dream. That would be the greatest I would have. That would be the best life ever. I'm just saying. You know, it's 2021. Why can't we dream big? We can't fucking go anywhere. So we may as well dream big. And that's my dream. At some point, that's going to happen. I'm going to figure this shit out. <laughs> I could just be talking shit. The scotch is starting to hit. <laughs> but yeah. That all made me think, like, the whole Mike Tyson thing set me off on this whole, like, road to, well, what would you do if you had that kind of money? What kind of things would you fuck around with? What would you, uh, and most of it is honestly, like, machinery. Like, I'd get a backhoe. Why? Because fucking why not? <laughs> I'd get a skid steer. Again, pushing the dirt around for building those uh, jumps and ramps and stuff for the uh, dirt bike and four-wheel track. Kind of essential. You know, and then, uh, fuck, I don't know, that barn, it's, if you could be in my head right now, that barn is the sickest shit ever. So outside, it's all dilapidated and looks like shit. It looks kind of like the barn that um, Kevin Costner was throwing the ball at in Field of Dreams. Was it Field of Dreams? I don't know. One of his baseball movies. He did a lot. If you're younger than me, then go back and find Kevin Costner baseball movies. At some point, he's throwing a ball at a barn. He may even do it in all the movies. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's the barn from Field of Dreams. I would want that. And then you go inside the barn. You open it up. 
and it's like a tiled floor, you know, big barn doors, little door at the side for the people, man door. And then all it's all tiled, and then you got like, you know, Dodge Challenger, the one I have now because it's awesome. And then uh, I would have an original like 1970 Charger, jet black, chromed out bumper. Ooh, that motherfucker would. <laughs> and then uh sorry tim allen i stole your grunt but i love your grunt and your grunt is awesome and uh and then i'd, I'd have to have uh my favorite suvs right now would probably be the dodge um not durango citadel the dodge citadel that motherfucker is presidential god damn if you haven't seen one of those go look them up and you can get them pretty fucking souped up but if i can't get that then I would have the Dodge Durango uh, 3.9. Nope, they made a Hellcat. I'd get a Hellcat. Fuck it. Why not have an 800 horsepower Dodge Durango? That shit's faster than a car. <laughs> and it's a truck. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm into. So that would be in, so on the, on the, you know, on the um, tile the area. And then... Beside the tiled area would be a fenced-in full-court basketball court. Underneath, a spot where there'd be stairs. This barn is massive, by the way. Just so you know, it's like a compound in its, in its own. <laughs> Dreams are awesome. That's why we do this. And then over the court, right, would be a loft area where we would do, where I would set up a little podcast studio. And then I'd have a little chill area with a nice big TV, a PlayStation, a pool table, a dartboard, a nice little bar set up. Dude, I'm telling you, I could fucking, I could rock some people's world with my ideas over here. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's also, like I said, it's fucking time to dream big. Fuck this shit. We're stuck. We're trapped. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to get going. Everybody wants to get moving and shaking again. Well, there's a big, a big part of this getting back moving and shaking again is, is finding new ways to live life. You know, so... I'm sorry, but my opinion is going to a place to work is essentially becoming obsolete if it's not almost there already now. There's other shit that you can do online, um, mostly online, <laughs> remotely anyway, that, you know, nobody should ever have to go to work and they should be able to do the thing that they want to do. And the access to information now is so fucking sick. It's so easy to get that like you could, whatever your passion is, I mean, you can essentially build some kind of online community or, um, you know, like this podcast or a fucking blog or YouTube or, you know, music, whatever you do, like you could build something around that and you could definitely move ahead. And this is like, I was talking to my buddies the other day and I feel like this is sort of like the, this is like the sci-fi movie where, you know, it's, they're showing you the 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 minor lead up or you're showing they're showing you in a small way the lead up to how people became you know the system like fuck what am i trying to say so it's like right now is the moment before everything goes crazy and goes virtual right where everybody is stuck in a vr world living in vr and that's how they operate and they have to uh they have to disconnect from VR, but there's nobody to talk to in real life because everybody's on VR, that kind of thing. And then the people that aren't always on VR are sort of like the underground, like sewer dwellers that are keeping the population alive and the fight against the government alive and all that stuff. Anyway, 
what I'm saying is, is it feels like this is that beginning where the next step is very crucial and figuring out how you're going to move through this next step is what you should be concentrating on right now. I mean, um, yeah, like there's a shift happening, I think. And it's probably been happening for a while, but now I'm just being, I mean, I've opened my eyes to it and realized, holy shit, there's other ways to do stuff. There's not just one way to do things anymore. And that follows my principles of belief anyway, because I in part kind of feel like, what if we think that whatever we got right, like English is English. That's the word we called English. But what if that's not the word for English? That kind of thing. Anyway, that's a different podcast. What I'm saying is, is that this is a new time. It's exciting. It should be very exciting for everybody. I know it's tough. I know it's stressful, but it can also be exciting because any kind of situation and any kind of massive change always brings some kind of opportunity. So keep your eye open for opportunity and dream big. Like I said, dream to have that gorilla, (laughs) you know, learn a new skill like boxing, but try not to get punched in the face because it will knock you out. (laughs) Do that kind of shit. That's all I'm saying. And have a good time doing it. You got to find ways to have a good time. So now is the prime time to make sure that you are, you know, filtering through all the bullshit and all the stuff that's keeping you back and, uh, or the stuff that's keeping you in the position that you're in and find a new way to do what you want to do and move forward. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I guess that's my thought off the stem for this week. <laughs> and next uh, next week, hopefully, will be the uh, episode where I take my first dab. And I get to tell you guys all about the dab rig that I get and unbox it. And um, you can see it on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, on here, I'll let you know when it happens. And then you'll know where to go. Um, Yeah, so I hope you guys tune in, keep tuning in every Friday at 4.20 p.m. Join the sesh, smoke your bowls, roll your joints, do your dabs, I'll join you soon. (laughs) And uh, don't forget to check out the merch store at teespring.com slash store slash T-O-T-S 420. And get some tight shit. I also have some new stuff plan for this year which should be pretty exciting and i think you guys will really enjoy it i hope you guys enjoy it i hope you guys enjoy this i'm still just kind of talking into the void and hoping people are listening but uh yeah and oh if you want some really awesome glass accessories uh, smoking accessories anything like that it's amazing these guys are fucking incredible as far as i'm concerned i really like what they're doing um i sell glass.shop if you go to my link tree um, in on Twitter or on Instagram, and that's both under Thoughts Off the Stem, um, you can find smoking accessories, and you'll save a little bit of money if you use the promo code capital T O T S four two zero. So that's a capital T capital O capital T capital S four two zero. Tots 420 and you'll save a little bit of money if you order any of their accessories and also you'll give me a little kickback which will be pretty sweet but it's no extra cost to you so that's fucking awesome (laughs) so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you tune in again and i hope you keep following along on all the different platforms and uh yeah until next time keep your lids low baby